0: I'm Jason and welcome you to the Take Heart Podcast. In a world where it's easy to lose heart, may this podcast be an invitation for you to find calm in the chaos. Together, we'll tune in with our hearts and distinguish the signal of Christ from the noise of Christianity. Let me ask you this, what's the most valuable thing You've ever had stolen from you? Was it tangible? Was it intangible? Uh, How did it make you feel? Nobody likes to have anything stolen from them. I remember uh, being a missionary in Ukraine in the 90s. And while we're in Kiev, it was really crucial to practice street awareness. Uh, particularly from thieves and even even child thieves who would travel around uh, with their family. Uh, do you remember fanny packs? I, I had a fanny pack, you know, that belt with like a a, a man purse or a purse uh, in in your front or on the side. Well, those fanny packs, I had one. I think they're coming back around. But I had one, and uh, in it was my passport, my money, and all my all my valuables, uh, secure around my my waist, right. Like no one's going to to mess with me. Uh, well, not so much when my attention was focused elsewhere, either in the middle of of speaking amidst crowds uh, or on the metro, uh, when pressure was applied to another part of the body my attention left the focus of guarding uh my fanny pack so it was brought to a different sensation so countless people i've even witnessed have been ripped off like this at the speed of light uh with their eyes wide open one of my one of my favorite pickpockets and it's not like i have a whole list of them uh, is Apollo Robbins? I'm just fascinated with this guy. he's he's a uh, a bit of a showman, but he's also a self-described gentleman thief and deception specialist. there's there's a job title for you. I'll post a link so you can watch him in action. And when you watch it, notice that Apollo, he has a strategy. See, the greatest pickpocket in all of the world, perhaps, stole something first before he stole twice. What do I mean? Well, his method is that although he would place pressure on a wallet and then lift it, he would also keep pressure on another distracted point of pressure. So go back and, and watch it again if you missed it. I've watched it like a dozen times or more. He put pressure on the wallet, make the take, but also keep pressure on the distracted point of uh, pressure or sensation with his arm around someone's shoulder or something. You have to go watch it. Even even with swiping a watch from a guy's wrist, he somehow gives you the sense that you're still in total control. Aha. Aha he'd apply pressure and then steal from you with your eyes wide open. The problem is misdirected attention. And it's an interesting thought to consider that misdirection isn't merely getting you distracted by only looking away, but that you can also be misdirected even while being fervently focused but on the wrong thing one of the greatest tragedies of life is being great at or paying attention to things that really won't matter at the end and neglecting what really matters and what really matters are the people in your life relationships but if you haven't learned to relate well with yourself you won't be able to sustain healthy connection with others. If you haven't learned the skills of radical attention paying, self-regulation, returning to joy from difficult emotions, or transforming pain into peace and power, how can you show up that way for others in your life? The power is in paying attention. And it all begins with this simple power of taking attention back in your life. Attention is underrated, highly underrated, yet society wants it more than almost anything else. Our culture cloys for every bit of our attention, whether it's social media's algorithms or uh, the blaring ad while you pump gas. Those drive me crazy. I just want to peace and quiet. Uh, The battle is for our attention. If we can't cut through the white noise and and train our thoughts and our affections, we'll never stop being so easily distracted. And forget about smartphones. When we are distracted, what happens, we remain disconnected. So let me ask you this question again. What's the most valuable thing that you've ever had stolen? One of the most valuable things we have is our attention. Think of, think of the stolen moments of your life. Why were they stolen? Only you can answer that. But I do know that much of our lives are seemingly unlived because we are not really present while our brains are elsewhere. The thief of misdirected attention comes to do what? Steal? Like a master pickpocket. The untrained mind lets the circumstances of life apply pressure giving you the sense that you're in total control. But it's it's an illusion, because what happens? The distracted mind robs you blind with your eyes wide open, and our hearts and relationships, they suffer miserably. The good book in Proverbs tells us to guard our hearts, for out of it... Flow all the issues of life. A lot of men that I work with don't even know how to access their hearts. It takes it takes practice and it takes intention to be a man of the heart. The poet Yeats he says that man needs reckless courage to descend into the abyss of himself and sometimes we need a friend a guide or a coach to help us go into those places that we've avoided most of our lives men don't do their inner work for a number of reasons but it's mainly because they'd rather tolerate their familiar pain than confront unfamiliar pain like scaling a mountain or excavating the layers of cr- the crust on the heart, you could look at it as the classical journey of the hero. But not all have the tools for this adventure. Strengthening your skills of connection and courage, and exploring the realm of the heart will lead. It'll lead us. Into the labyrinth of those places that we've probably been terrified to go, but it'll also lead us into a journey of compassion, a journey of the heart. It's what I, I, I like to call the the take heart journey. And the challenge that misdirected attention brings to us is this problem of disconnection, where our hearts aren't connected to our heads, and our heads aren't connected to our hearts. When we live disconnected, it, it's as if a part of us has a foot on the gas and another has a foot on the brake at the same time, and and what happens? Well, well you, get, you stay stuck, stuck in the shadows of distorted perceptions of ourselves and of others, and without learning how to get unstuck, without learning how to access, open, and soften our hearts, we'll continue to live from a petrified heart. And until we learn how to transform our pain into power, we'll transmit it onto those closest to us. The solution, then, is a return to the heart. The way back to headquarters is the way back to the heart. And the way back to the heart is the pathway of attention. Wherever our attention goes, our energy flows. And God has given us the ability to cultivate the interior landscape of our hearts. And one of the tools he's given us is this power of paying attention. The power comes in recognizing that, One of our most valuable assets is our attention, and also reflecting on where we've been spending it. One of the ways to examine this is to look at the places that we've been devoted to. The poet Mary Oliver once famously said that attention is the beginning of devotion. Attention is the beginning of devotion. Where have you spent years of your lives devoted to to something or someone? Are you devoted to anxiety? Are you devoted to anger? Are you devoted to sadness? Are you devoted to success? Are you devoted to performance? Are you devoted to your work? Are you devoted to sex? Are you devoted to burying your secrets? We all have devotions, heart devotions. Can you feel your heart telling you that it wants deeper devotion to what truly matters? What would prevent your heart from entering into deeper devotion, devotion to family, devotion to God, devotion to freedom, devotion to peace, devotion to joy, devotion to calm, devotion to courage. Heart devotion is pivotal. Your devotion affects the trajectory of your life. And the way we connect to our hearts is through the skill of paying radical attention to them. And cultivating deeper devotion is deeper than mere positive thinking. You know, that lasts for about 10 minutes. It flows from the heart. The brain thinks. The heart knows. If the problem is misdirected attention and the power, and if the power that we've been given is paying attention, the practice in this take heart journey is checking in. And heart work like this is hard work. But heart work is work worth doing. But where do you start? Our communities of practice train in rhythms that cultivate this kind of heart-to-heart connection. The first rhythm we train in Luke 10 is Listening and sharing on the heart level. Listening and sharing on the heart level. Here we practice the skill of checking in with one other person. And we do this through active listening and gentle heart attunement. Checking in. But before we can even begin and explore the practice of checking in with the heart of someone else, it's good to spend time practicing to check in with ourselves and tilling the soil of our own hearts by paying attention to what's going on on the inside. Remember, it's the meek who will inherit the earth. Hmm, the meek will inherit the earth. Is it just the earth out there? Well, it's time to begin tending to our own inner real estate before we think about gaining more territory on the outside. Why not spend today simply noticing? The invitation here is for you to notice where you spend your attention as if it was currency. Practice a gentle curiosity without judgment or criticism and simply notice. Notice what's going on around you. Notice what's going on inside you. Taking note is the beginning of taking heart. We really appreciate you listening to this episode of the Take Heart Podcast. Are you longing for deep and meaningful spiritual community? Do you desire heart-to-heart connection with God and others? How can we take heart again so that we can give heart to others? We'd like to invite you into a community of practice, a people of belonging and bliss, More than mere talk, we practice. Why does practice matter? Well, practice matters because maturity matters. If you can't lead yourself well, how can you lead others? Consider joining us for an intro call at Luke10.com, LK10.com to explore what a safe and secure experience looks like to build, develop, and implement skills of relational connection and emotional intelligence so that we can become vibrant and joy-fueled families of Jesus. Jesus, Master of Heart said, I have said these things to you, that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. May you continue to take heart, one podcast at a time.